Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late night legend John Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now this is a second term we can all get behind. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning, peeps, and welcome to Woke AF Daily with me, your girl, Danielle Moody, recording from the home bunker. Folks, what a fucking week that this has been. You know, you have Trump's dictator comments that happened in Iowa, a pre-taped interview with him and Sean Hannity. You have an Axios article that lays out who Trump's loyalty cabinet would be, which includes names like Stephen Miller, Cash Patel. Steve Bannon, right? These would be members of the cabinet. Maybe Cash Patel would be the head of the CIA, which is what Steve Bannon mused on his show. Um, maybe Stephen Miller would be the head of the Justice Department. And folks, you know, I know that many of you would love to say, oh, that'll never happen. That'll never happen. Let us just be reminded that everything that we thought would never happen has actually happened and worse, right? So here we are. We also had a clown car debate, a.k.a. the Republicans' fourth debate, where they had their, you know, the bench on the stage, who is Nikki Haley, Vivek Ramaswamy, Ron DeSantis, and Chris Christie. First of all, let me just start with Vivek, who is just a fucking idiot. Like, let's just say that. The contempt that is shown by other Republicans towards Vivek just says it all, right? Because they're the bottom of the bottom. And I'll get to Nikki Haley in a minute. They are the bottom of the bottom. But the fact that he is the one that they can't stand and the one that they want to shut up. And, you know, I'll give credit where credit is due, unlike uh, the Republicans do, which is that Chris Christie actually did a good job. But why do we think that he's the only one on the stage taking on Donald Trump? Because he knows that he is not going to be president of the United States, that he is frankly there and will ride this out as long as he can to be a disruptor in this election, to remind people how bad Donald Trump actually is. But if Chris Christie were serious about becoming president, he would need to court that very base that is not going to leave Donald Trump, right? 
that will support him no matter what. So when he decides to take on uh, Vivek for his nasty and insulting comments towards Nikki Haley, who I don't give a fuck about, let me just be honest. You can say whatever you want to about Nikki Haley. I'm like, fight your own battles, right? You want to be president of the United States? Then go toe to toe because ain't nobody coming in to rescue you. Okay, so that's just a number one. But B number two, he's the only one that will actually say things to the effect of Donald Trump is not going to be able to even vote for himself because by the time that the election happens, he could be convicted of federal crimes. And what do we know that happens when you are convicted of federal crimes? You lose your ability to vote. Um, So he has his jabs that he is giving on stage, and rightfully so, because the people need to remember. But again, we're talking about a Fox audience. So they know. They just don't give a fuck, right? So that debate was a mess. But clearly, CNN still wants to get on the fucking bandwagon because they've decided and just announced that there are going to be two debates that they are going to put on. Why? It's not as if they are huge ratings boosters. Why? Why platform these people that offer nothing to the American people? Now, let me go to Nikki Haley for a minute when I talk about offering nothing. So Nikki Haley was in the Trump administration as, uh, what if, is UN ambassador or something to that effect? And she was governor. We know that. And on stage this week, what did she say to Ron DeSantis? With regard to his quote-unquote don't say gay bill, She said that he didn't go far enough. Let that sink in. Because Nikki Haley, for some fucking reason, is being labeled as the potential successor to Donald Trump and the one that Republican billionaires want to put their money behind because they don't think that she's as bad. Let me tell you the only difference between Donald Trump and Nikki Haley, right? Or Donald Trump and any of those people on the stage. He's the only one with 91 counts against him and four indictments across multiple jurisdictions. He's the only one that has been held guilty, right, of sexual assault and liable for defamation, right? He's the only one that is embattled. But as it turns out, with regard to his ideology, his philosophy, his rhetoric, they're all in lockstep. So don't come to me and say that, oh, Nikki Haley wouldn't be as bad if she were president of the United States because as a black queer woman in these United States, I don't want that bitch anywhere near the executive office. And yes, I said bitch because that's exactly what she is. Have you heard some of the things that she has said about trans youth, about trans girls, bullying middle schoolers who just want to play sports with their friends? Have you heard some of the vicious things that have come out of her mouth? So I don't really care about being nice to Nikki Haley or being thoughtful in terms of the language that I use, because what I would like is for her to be thoughtful about the language that she uses when she continues to place a target on the back of trans people that are already marginalized in this country and whose murder rate is well above the national fucking average. So every time that she opens up her stupid fucking mouth, every time Ron DeSantis rolls out some type of egregious draconian policy, All you're doing is giving license to people to dehumanize and potentially kill people who they don't like. That's what you're doing. So here's the thing. There is nobody who is going to be, quote unquote, better for the country that has an R left after their name. Not one person. Okay? Anyone that was left that was, quote unquote, reasonable left Congress, passed away, 
or is no longer wanted inside of the party. You know, when we go back to listening to Liz Cheney, right? Liz Cheney, who voted with Donald Trump over 90% of the time. The only thing that she did not agree with Donald Trump on was inciting an insurrection and then lying about it. But everything else, throwing kids in cages, shutting down borders to people from Muslim nations, upending our public school system in favor of charter schools, all of these things, Liz Cheney was about. And let us not forget who her daddy is, Darth Vader himself. So the only reason why Liz Cheney isn't running for the Republican nomination is because she is the most hated person inside of the Republican Party. But I'm certain that she, much like Mitt Romney, has the ability to afford 24-hour protection. Because if I were her, I would absolutely want some. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
So let's go back to Donald Trump's comments. So this week, Donald Trump is on with Sean Hannity in a pre-tape. And he brings up the fact that he, oh, you know, doesn't really believe in democracy. When Sean Hannity tried to give him an out, will you weaponize the office if you are to be president of the United States again? Will you wage a campaign of retribution and redemption on behalf of those who've been wronged? He said yes to all of those things, right? Like, oh, no, I'm just going to be a dictator on day one, right? And then after that, ha, ha, ha. But what got me and what I continued to say all week long wasn't Donald Trump continuing to say the quiet part out loud. It was the raucous, sinister laughter and cheers from an American audience cheering on the idea of Donald Trump becoming a dictator. And this is the shit that I want people to have sink into their mind when they say things like, I'm not voting for Biden, I can't stomach it. Can you stomach Donald Trump being the last president of the United States? And for those people that are like, I'm not going to vote from fear, I know that I've woken up with nightmares this week. I'm not voting for a person. I'm voting for democracy. I'm voting to continue some form of liberation and freedom-ish in this country, as imperfect as it is. But I know good goddamn well that if Donald Trump becomes president and he is able to stack his cabinet with people like Steve Bannon and Stephen Miller and Cash Patel and whoever else, the ultimate fucking villains, white supremacist, misogynist pigs of the party, if he's able to install those people, what do you think is happening to the rest of us? There are no checks and balances the second time around because they already tested the fences. And they know where things are weak and they know how to move and how to move faster than they did the first fucking time. I say this on every show that I have. The Heritage Foundation has their 100-day plan up on their website for 2025 to install all of the people inside of agencies that will undo those agencies and basically our constitution with it. They are telling you their plans, folks. It's not a secret. But I do want to share with you on this good fuck it Friday, parts of a piece that is up at theguardian.com right now, written by Gordon Brown, who is the former UK prime minister, and it's entitled this. Here's what Trump 2.0 will bring. Ignorance and vengeance in the US, chaos for world order. And this is how he begins. This year has been dominated by the Russian-Ukraine war, recession, the China-U.S. standoff, and the Hamas terrorist attack and Gaza war. Yet, as earth-shattering as these conflicts and tragedies are, the next two years could aggravate them and surpass them all if the threat of a second Trump presidency comes to pass. Listen to this piece. At a moment that urgently needs a firefighter to stamp out the embers of conflict, Americans and the rest of the world may find an arsonist in the White House. It is not just the survival of American democracy that will be on the ballot in 2024, but stability and progress everywhere. He goes on to say, a second Trump administration 
in which he has brazenly vowed to be a, quote, dictator on day one, would be a disaster. Domestically, Trump's, quote, new independence is no longer just an economic agenda. Gone is the 2016 talk of massive deregulation, privatization of public services, and big tax cuts. Instead, his policies are based on his personal prejudices and his desire for vengeance. Deporting homeless people from urban areas, imposing death sentences on drug traffickers, legitimizing shoot and kill, even for shoplifters, repatriating the children of undocumented, whom he accuses of, quote, poisoning the blood of our country, purging free thinking academics in educational institutions. And what he says he will make his first act, clearing out what he refers to, folks, as the, quote, vermin and traitors, namely those government officials who would refuse to be yes-men for his grotesque policies. In this piece, Gordon Brown goes on to lay out the global threat, not just the national security threat, but the global threat that we face under a Trump administration 2.0. Because, folks, everything that you have to understand is that if Donald Trump becomes president again, let me say it again. He will be the last president of the United States because he will put in place everyone who will usher out elections, right, like pageants. They don't really mean anything. The people don't really have a voice or a vote, but will pretend to do them, just like Iran pretends to have elections just like Hungary pretends to have elections. But you know that they're all corrupt and the people are just stuck. And then folks will say, well, we'll protest. Well, guess who has control over the fucking military? And guess who will actually be able to then turn the military towards the enemies inside of this country who he deems as enemies? Anybody who dissents. Remember that he wanted to shoot people in the leg, folks. But it was General Mattis that said, yeah, no, we, we, we can't do that. The military is not to be used on the American people. But we absolutely have seen from Ferguson in 2013 to Black Lives Matter protests to the summer of 2020, just how militarized Police departments have become. Donald Trump also joked with them, Suffolk County police officers, where I'm from, on Long Island. Just rough them up a bit. Don't be so nice. Do you know what those cops did? They laughed in return. There will be no out. There will be no let's get them next time. And again, for those people who think that they can just ride out this storm, imagine it and liken it to riding out a Category 5 hurricane on a matchstick. Seems pretty fucking ridiculous, right? Gonna hold on to the matchstick to hold you up? I don't think so. So let's not play games like we have all of the options in the world. We don't. And I'm not saying, folks, that the options that we have on the Democratic side are great. 
because I'm just as angry as all of you are. But I know that I don't want to be thrown in some type of fucking camp or have to flee this country in a very real and serious way. Because if you have somebody like Stephen Miller that is the head of the Department of Justice, what the fuck do you think is going to happen to journalists? Donald Trump already threatened to shut down MSNBC and NBC. It will not stop there. Oh, you can't do that. You can't do that. You can do whatever you want. When you have pushed the boundaries of law to its breaking point. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Gordon says this to round out his piece. It is crucial to understand that Trump cannot be defeated by narrowing the difference between him and his Democratic opponents. It would be a mistake for them to dilute or abandon progressive policies and indulge in protectionism, mercantilism, and xenophobia. 
Recent elections in Europe, where the far right has made considerable gains, show that if moderates allow the election agenda to be captured by far-right, anti-immigrant, anti-environmental, anti-internationalist rhetoric, the far-right wins. The evidence is that those Americans most likely to switch to Trump are those who now see the U.S. not as a land of opportunity, but as an us-versus-them society in which you can only succeed at others' expense. There is a pessimism about the country's future because, for many years, a low-growth America has not been delivering for working people. They want a fairer society, and meeting Trump halfway on his anti-globalization agenda won't defeat him. But an open dialogue with the American people that elevates the case for fairness, justice, and equality will. Folks, the stakes are too high to gamble with our future. That is it for me today on Woke AF. As always, power to the people and to all the people power. Get woke and stay woke as fuck. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Jon Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late-night legend Jon Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now this is a second term we can all get behind. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My whole life, I've been told this one story about my family, about how my great-great-grandmother was killed by the mafia back in Sicily. I was never sure if it was true, so I decided to find out. And even though my Uncle Jimmy told me I'd only be making the vendetta worse, I'm going to Sicily anyway. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.